When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the 615 Sessions podcast here on this Wednesday afternoon. Lovely to have you guys in here for another episode. Buck Rising here with you on our final pre-draft edition of the show. Titans get approval on their brand new bright shiny stadium, but it won't be in place until 2027 it sounds like. We are going to talk about what it means for the legacy of Titans controlling owner Amy Adams Strunk also because it's draft week we've got some draft discussion to have. Got some really good stuff for you from Rand Carthon, Diana Rossini and Mike Keith, voice of the Titans on today's podcast and uh you know as always excited to spend another Wednesday with you guys. Excited to get to the NFL draft. I know you guys are as well. Probably sick of me yammering over and over about names on lists and pro days and measurements, height, weight, all kinds of other things. But today we're going to be talking about legacy and the situation uh, for Amy Adams Strunk to start before we get to the draft stuff. Jacob Ray says nothing tonight. Uh, no, we're doing prime time tonight. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, 615. We always do it on Wednesday afternoons. And I have Greg Cosell at three o'clock today. So, uh, you know, in the middle of trying to get everything together, it's just going to be you and me twice today. And I think that's okay. I think we can spend a little additional time together. I'm not going to, I promise I won't bite Jacob unless you try to come at me with an argument about what was it? Air yards or not even air yards, yards thrown, I believe was the stat I freaked out about yesterday. Anyway. This podcast is presented by so many great sponsors that we are happy to have as a part of this show and who you will be happy to have in your life. Of course, we come to you from the Superbook Studios. Superbook.com is where you go for the best odds boost and promo bets out there. Relax the back. Hashtag we've got your back. Nashville is what Relax the Back offers you. Bed, recliner, office chairs, you name it. If you're having back problems, Relax the Back is the spot that you go to and two rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, two rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at two rivers, for quality American made Ford vehicles. Uh, yes. The air yards rant was great. Says, uh, Jacob Ray, Austin loved it. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't catch the morning show, but I know that Austin was watching live the other night when I had a bit of a freak out. So, uh, I do appreciate that they, uh, tolerate my temper tantrums from time to time. Trevor Thomas on the stadium says they have four years now to try and figure out how to hell how the hell to sell out the stadium. Well, I mean, it's not hard, right? So let's start with the stadium stuff, um, and then we can move on uh, and talk about you know the idea of selling out the Titans Stadium, right? Because they do get the official approval on the stadium deal. It goes through last night a third reading that takes it late into the night, so late into the night, as a matter of fact, that they sent us a press release announcing this officially at 1.17 a.m. So the Titans uh, ended up on the winning side of the vote, 26 to 12, in the stadium approval process. Metro Nashville Sports Authority, 
The owner and the landlord of both the current and new stadium unanimously approved the stadium agreement way back on April 4th. So Amy Adams Strunk put out this statement. Um, and you know, she's very excited for more than 25 years. Nashville, Tennessee has been the Titans home. And with the approval of the new stadium agreement, we are grateful to know the Titans will be a part of this great city and state for decades to come. Blah, 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 blah. Like you can go read Amy's, uh, statement if you want to. Here's, here's the angle that I think is most interesting about the Titan stadium. Um, cause I don't know where you're going to be in 2027. I don't know where I'm going to be in 2027. I don't know where Jeff Simmons, Derek Henry, Ryan Tannehill, Traylon Burks are going to be in 2027, right? We have no idea. Um, but there's a couple of things that pique my interest right away. First and foremost, the idea that the stadium, it's happening because the Titans are in Nashville, right? The Titans moved from Houston to Nashville. The Oilers moved from Houston to Nashville. The Tennessee Oilers, then the Tennessee Titans. Bud Adams bringing professional football to the state of Tennessee and them having been here for over 25 years at this point. It was put to me today um, by Mike Keith, the voice of the Titans, who you're going to hear from here in just a little bit, who was on my radio show, you know, not four hours ago, talking about the idea of how much an NFL franchise being in this city means. Now, here's what I will say on the front end to you. I am not well-versed in economics, okay? If you are here to argue with me about, argue with me or with anybody else who is in agreement with the stadium uh, process. Again, I come from a selfish place where this is good for my business, where this is good for me personally, and where I'm, you know, as a Davidson County resident, I'm cool with a percentage of uh, of my taxes going to this stadium. I'm cool with them taxing tourists and hotel motel tax. I'm cool with Amy Adams Strunk and the NFL tossing in 840 mil of their own money. I'm good with all of that, right? A lot of people are not. The majority are, but a lot of people are not. I'm not here to debate economics with you today. What I am most interested in um, is the impact of legacy and where it kind of puts Amy Adams Strunk, who is the daughter of the only owner that this franchise has ever known, who has been the controlling owner of this franchise since 2016, and who has done almost as much for the organization to this point in her controlling ownership as her father did, even as I think that Bud Adams ought to be on the ought to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame for bringing pro football to Tennessee and his role in the AFL NFL merger that created the league that we know today. Right? There's so many different lasting implications of this, but for Amy Adams Strunk legacy, getting this stadium approved is huge. And I asked Mike Keith that question, voice of the Titans. You guys know him well. Titans Radio's draft coverage is going to be. Incredible on Thursday and Friday night. Uh, they're going to have live coverage. In fact, Six and Peabody uh, uh, is where the draft coverage of night one on Thursday is going down for those of you who live in, uh, in Nashville. So you want to go hang out downtown with Coach Mack, Mike Keith, Rhett Bryan, Ramon Foster, Brad Hopkins, former Titans legend, and so many others. They'll be at uh, Six and Peabody from six to the end of the first round on Thursday night. Be a lot of fun. So I asked Mike Keith about the legacy the legacy impact uh, of the new stadium build for Emmy Adams Strunk. And this was the clip earlier today from the radio show. I mean, it's, it's exciting for the franchise. It's a huge accomplishment though, Mike, for an ownership group, no matter what, what, what ownership group you want to talk about, the accomplishment of getting a stadium built. I think that is and, such a legacy yeah. type of thing that goes 
maybe under discussed in everywhere but the rooms where that is being thought of as the kind of legacy building and legacy shaping moment for Amy Adams-Strunk as an NFL owner that I think she recognizes the importance of. She's had a lot in eight years. Now we've just got to win her a Super Bowl, right? Um, she is remarkable in terms of how she puts things down and pursues them. We never threatened to move, Buck. We never, we never held the card. We said, never said, Dubuque's going to build us a stadium. And Dubuque. we didn't play that game. Yeah, I mean, we didn't, we didn't do the whole thing with, if you don't, guess what happens, you know? What, what we did is we said, okay, we want to refurbish Nissan Stadium. And then we found out that that was going to be cost prohibitive and pouring money into something that made no sense. And so we came back with another plan. It's, it's very reasonable in terms of what it is. It's a big deal for what it adds to the community. It takes a burden off the taxpayers because suddenly they aren't paying money out of the general fund, which they need for other things, quite honestly. And many have said now they have that money that they're able to tap into. And we come from a different area where we fund this. This is a win, win, win all the way around. And I respect the people who disagree um, and respected the council members and the people who were there last night who disagreed. They were uh, very professional, and, you know, there were no problems between the two groups or anything like that. You can have a disagreement, but here's what I know. Nissan Stadium changed our community, Buck. There's a pretty good chance you wouldn't even be living here if we had not built Nissan Stadium. You, you would have taken your life somewhere else. Lucas Panzeca probably would have taken his life somewhere else. It would be a very, very different place without – the Titans and the Predators and the Arena and Nissan Stadium and a lot of other things. But professional sports have added so much to this community and changed the face of who we are. The landscape completely changed. Now we get to do it in an even bigger way, in a way that, that puts us on a bigger scale. And it's for the people of Davidson County. It's for Tennessee. We're going to be able to enjoy this. And it's going to add so many different areas of enrichment because of the design of the facility, the affordable housing that's going to come as we hand the 66 acres back to Metro to develop, uh, the beautification of the east side of the bank to go with Oracle. I mean, it's going to be special. When we sit here and talk about this again in 25 years, everybody will look back the same way that well over 85% of people do now about Nissan Stadium and say, man, that was a good idea. I, I know from the long game, and I was telling our staff members last night, and I was so thrilled to get to be with them and, and share the experience with them, but I said, you're here for one of the historic moments in our franchise's history because today the world changes for us and for Nashville, for Davidson County, and for Tennessee. So I, I'm, I'm walking on air today and just so thankful that our people did the job in the way they did. And let me just say one more thing, and, and this is something I'm proud of, and it's, it's why I've been proud to work for Amy Adams-Strunk, and I'm proud of Burke Nyhill and all of our senior staff. Um, we tried to do this the right way. 
We tried to treat people the right way. We tried to make a plan the right way. We're, we've tried to, you know, to talk about making this green and make this accessible. You know, sometimes doing the right thing is the best business, actually, always. But in this case, I'm so proud that our people have done it this way, have been so thoughtful. And when this is all unspooled, you will see that this is an outstanding deal that came from a place of business, yes, but that also came from a place where the Titans didn't say we're moving. The Titans didn't hold anybody up. The, tit the Titans put forth a deal that they thought helped the most people possible. And I think that will be borne out over time. So that's the voice of the Titans. That's Mike Keith. He's on the radio show earlier today. It's a long answer about Amy Adams Strunk and her legacy, but obviously it goes a long way, right? And this is a pivotal moment in the franchise's history. Uh, we're going to get into more of this and also talk about the NFL draft because it's the last pre-show pod or pre-draft podcast that we'll have. The uh, 615 Sessions podcast is made possible by the great folks at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is a business you can you know, a business you can trust, and they have been that for 40 years here in Middle Tennessee. It's the best feeling in the world to be able to walk into a locally owned business and know immediately that they are trustworthy. That is the experience that you get anytime you set foot in Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford always does business with integrity. You get honest answers and upfront pricing, zero pressure in the car buying process. And Two Rivers Ford sells all their new non-specialty Fords below MSRP, so you know you're getting the best price. Two Rivers Ford has been in business for 40 years, like I mentioned, and they can't wait for the next 40 with you as their customer. For a local Ford dealership that you can trust, just remember three words, Two Rivers Ford. Powered by Ford, driven by people. So I know a lot of you guys are excited about the uh, new Titan Stadium. And it'll be quite some time until we see that come to fruition. Although I'm sure uh, construction will begin as soon as humanly possible. And they can start to get this thing underway on the East Bank. Um, I, you know, we'll see what happens uh, with everything else, uh, with everything else that's going on uh, at this point. And, uh, and, you know, we'll have plenty of time to talk about the stadium between now and 2027. 20, Carter Shelby Thorpe says, dang, Buck, you're busy. 104.5 and now an afternoon show. How ready are you for this draft to be over? Uh, I hate the pre-draft process. If I'm being completely honest with you, I can say that now that it's over. And you guys probably know this, with, you know, how... Uh, how this goes on. Um, but listen, I love having the radio show. We only do the, the six, this is the six, one, five sessions podcast. We only do it once a week on Wednesdays. I get to do the Greg Cosell podcast afterwards, where I'm going to talk X's and O's going to do an all Vols episode of the, uh, of the uh, Cosell podcast here in about 45 minutes. That one's not live though. Got to wait till six until that drops in your podcast feed. And then we'll do the primetime show tonight. That'll be the last one I have to do. And then, you know, tomorrow and for the next three days after that, I'll be locked in the facility over at Metro Center, just about, a, what, less than a mile from my home here in downtown Nashville. And I'll spend three days with your favorite football team and figure out who your new favorite football players are going to be and talk to your GM and talk to your head coach and interview prospects on Zoom or the draft picks on Zoom, and that'll be how it goes down. So, uh, yes, I am busy, but uh, it's great. You know, I'd rather, uh, it's stupid that people pay me money to talk about football for a living. So, you know, I'll keep taking their money and I'll keep giving, I'll keep talking to microphones as long as people are willing to pay me to do it. Love that for me. <laughs> um, 
I think the uh, I think though that for the draft process, right? The question is, you know, who are they going to take at eleven? And I was at a charity event last night with Mike Vrabel. As a matter of fact, he did a he was kind enough to do a Q and A session with some Titans fans who bought tickets to the charity event uh, for uh, my colleague Kayla Anderson, who also hosts a show on the Zone. And Mike came, did a Q and A session with Rep. Brian, and then took questions from the audience. And he was asked, obviously, about hey. What are they doing at 11? And he said, well, if you can tell me who they're going to take, who the first 10 picks are going to be, I'll tell you exactly who we're going to take at 11. But it's a draft. Nobody knows. So <laughs> for me to tell you who they're taking at 11, I would also need to know who the first 10 picks are. But what I can, I, I'm not going to say definitively, because there's always a chance. But what I can with great confidence tell you is that I do not think that the Tennessee Titans are trading up to the third overall pick. Now, I'm going to explain to you why this is here in just a second. Um, you're also going to hear from Diane Rossini of ESPN, who was on my radio show last week, explaining uh, how the Titans feel about the quarterback prospects in this draft. So with all the discussion all over the place, Tennessee trading up to three seems less and less likely every minute that passes. The reason why, and I spoke a little bit about this on the radio show, not very long, but just enough to get the point across, Teams who are trading in to the top 10, where Tennessee is picking at 11, so they would be trading up into the top 10 if they were to do so. With very few exceptions, teams trading into the top 10 have already made that transaction. They don't do those deals on draft day. If a team is trading into the top 10 of the NFL draft, then it is highly unlikely that they would do so on draft night because if that team is going up, they know who they're going to take, they want to do their research. They want to be prepared. If the vetting process pans out poorly for the player that they went up there to get, well, then at least it gives them time to make the necessary adjustments. Trading up at this point into the top 10, at least in the first round, just the first round specifically, what they do for the rest of the draft, um, I, I'm, I can't say, right? But it is almost a 0% chance that the Titans trade up in tomorrow night's first round of the NFL draft, if you're hearing this recorded as audio only, where we're doing this on video right now, or maybe you're watching it back on YouTube after the fact, um, Thursday night, we're doing this on Wednesday afternoon, about 2.20 p.m. If the Titans were going to trade up, would have happened by now? I, I can say that with almost complete confidence. Now, that leaves me just enough wiggle room to say, listen, anything's possible in the NFL draft and precedents are made to be set and broken. But at this point, it seems highly unlikely that Tennessee is going to pull the trigger at this stage. Now, maybe the unexpected happens. Maybe Texans, uh, Houston, in fact, does not take a quarterback at two. And that starts a bit of a feeding fra frenzy to get up to three. So I asked Diana Rossini what she's been hearing about, potentially the Titans, and the third overall pick that currently belongs to Arizona. This was her appearance last week on the radio show. We're, uh, since we're talking about the draft at this point, and we'll let Diana go here shortly so she can actually do her job and quit screwing around with us, um, the third overall pick is something that is of interest here locally, not just because Monty Austin Ford is in Arizona now by way of the Titans front office, uh, but because they have been doing their homework here, Diana, as you well know, on the quarterbacks uh, at this point. Ryan Tannehill's in an expiring contract situation to this point. They uh, I, they have not looked at restructures by, based on the last time I talked to people about this, but that's mm -hmm. always still something that's in play. 
Um, what mm-hmm. have you heard about the Titans and the quarterback draft at this point? Because we know that there's the draft, but then there's the quarterback draft and all this. Well, you have to figure if there's a quarterback that they really like, what better situation do they have than having someone that was already in their building now being a general manager uh, with that number three spot? Because you got to figure the relationship's probably great, and they could probably um, have pretty transparent conversations about about that. Um, not saying that that would give the Titans the edge if that's what they want to do, but it certainly does not hurt. Um, I've seen this in the past where you, you make you can connect the dots and it all makes sense. Um, do, you know, do I think the Titans are going to be willing to go all the way up to three? Look, I, again, if, if they see a guy that they – if there is a quarterback, and I have not heard of one, that this building is in love with. Yeah. As of right now, there's, there's, there's not one that um, is, is knocking everyone's socks off. Um, but, but I, you know, I could not have all the information. There could be one out there. Um, and, and maybe they think this, this could, be, could be worth it. I just think they'd have to give up a lot, and I'm, I'm not sure if they're in a position to do that at this point. But, look <laughs> – I was on the show with you a year ago telling you they ain't trading A.J. Brown. Oh, but they Diana, that AJ Brown. everybody anyway, was. That's so that not on you. On draft night. <laughs> you, you very rarely report news because um, especially a scoop like that on draft night, Like as I'm like tweeting it, I'm thinking to myself, this is insane. I was just saying a completely different story 10 hours ago. Um, but, you know, things happen. So, look, I, I – I think we'd be crazy to think that Tennessee's not in the quarterback market. I think that that is definitely um, something that they're they're talking about, they're discussing. It's just, are they going to be willing to move up to go get one? And right now, so far, the answer has been no. We'll see what happens tomorrow night. At this point, I think it's highly unlikely that the Titans trade up to three. Uh The 615 Sessions podcast is presented by Relax the Back. It's a new partner that we've got around here and one that we're very grateful for. I was having back issues earlier this week, as a matter of fact. Tweak something while I was working out. Uh, It's always always a, a not subtle way to be like, I work out, bro. But I went to work out one morning before the radio show. I tweaked something in my back. I gave my friends at Relax the Back a call to figure out what I could be doing to mitigate those issues. Not just from my workout is what we were able to determine, but it was an issue that has been continuing to progress because I sit and have sat for the longest time in an uncomfortable office chair. I checked out all the different varieties that they have at Relax the Back. They don't just have office chairs, loungers, recliners, mattresses for those of you who are dealing with back issues. If you have dealt with back issues in your life, you know what kind of hell it can be. That's why at Relax the Back, their hashtag is We've Got Your Back Nashville because they want you to work better, live better, and feel better every day. It starts with your back. It starts with your ability to be comfortable, to heal and recover, to make sure that you're getting adequate sleep. For more information, go to relaxtheback.com and you can check out their social media channels for all of their available inventory so at this point tomorrow night is going to be a shit show right tomorrow night no matter what happens even if it ends up being peter skaronsky right the tackle who may not be a tackle but might be a guard but still a really damn good offensive lineman 
if we come out of uh, out of tomorrow night and I'm driving home at, you know, probably, well, thank God, actually, the Titans pick early in the first round. I can go home pretty early in the evening, which will be swell. Love that. Uh, <laughs> that Love uh, an early draft evening as opposed to the last couple of years where they've been picking in the late 20s because that means i got to sit through a whole bunch of other picks. And I doubt there's going to be thing, anything as dramatic to keep my attention like an A.J. Brown trade. They can go any direction that they want to. It really is one of the few franchises in this draft where it's the choose-your-own-adventure type of situation because they got all kinds of problems. They got all kinds of needs to fill. I want to leave you guys with this last clip, and then we'll call it a day for the podcast. It'll be our last pre-draft podcast, as I said, but not the last draft content that I will be producing for you guys, obviously. Um, I want to leave you with this comment from Rand Carthon, who met with us on Monday in the pre-draft press conference. Just him, no Mike Vrabel. And he was asked a question about how do you value best player available or how do you kind of assess best player available versus need when you have so many on the roster? This was Rand Carthon at his press conference on Monday. In most cases, obviously you want to take care of a need, you know, and you hope that the best player available is at a, is at a position of need, but you also don't want to reach, you know, for a guy. You have to trust your board. You have to not only have them stack right vertically, but you have to have them stack right horizontally. Have to trust the process and just know that, understand that, hey, this player here is available, but then you know a little bit further down you can get a you know an equal player um, that you don't have to necessarily reach for. When I heard him talk about that, that immediately uh put my radar up. And I don't know if he was talking about wide receivers specifically, but that was the position group that came to mind the most when he said, yeah, you don't necessarily want to take a player at 11 if you feel like a position group's got enough depth where you can you know, find that later on in the draft. Wide receiver is the position group that streams screams that to me, but we will see. It'll be a lot of interesting discussion either way. Honestly, the worst case scenario for conversational purposes is an offensive lineman, but you know, you really need a couple of those too, even as you've done a lot of legwork in free agency. It's going to do it for on the po- uh, for us on the podcast today from the Superbook Sports Studios. Have a great draft uh, tomorrow night. I'm going to do the podcast with Cosell here in about 30 minutes. It's going to be on every one of the five draftable Vols prospects, Hendon Hooker, Jalen Hyatt, Cedric Tillman, Darnell Wright, and Byron Young, the five players we know from the University of Tennessee who are going to be drafted. We're going to do some film X's and O's breakdown with Greg Cosell, and that will be available to you at 6 p.m. tonight. It's called The Install with Greg Cosell. Speaking of which, and uh, this will be my last plug, and then I'll let you guys go until uh, I talk to you later tonight on primetime. We are doing a live show. Greg Cosell is flying down here from Philadelphia. The executive producer of NFL Films is flying to Nashville to do the podcast live that we do each and every Wednesday for a studio audience of you guys to just just for the purposes of breaking down the Titans 2023 draft class. And we don't know who's going to be in the draft class yet, but you know damn sure that you're not going to get any better information from anywhere else in the NFL media business than with Greg at that event May the 20th here in Nashville at the Hutton Hotel, the analog in the Hutton Hotel. Tickets are available at 1045thezone.com. It's only 25 bucks. It's going to be such a cool event. Drinks, food also going to be available. We're going to have some uh, special football Titans-related guests that we will tell you about as we get a little closer in the lead-up to it. But Greg is excited. Uh, We're looking forward to having him down here May the 20th. 
at the Hutton Hotel. Tickets available at 1045thezone.com. I will talk to you tonight on the uh, primetime show. Or if you listen to the 615, or rather the uh, Too Many Podcasts, if you listen to the install between now and, uh, you know, primetime, then I'll talk to you there too. See you guys. Have a great rest of your afternoon.